We had a board meeting last night. Okay. We did. Hi. Hey there. So welcome to another episode. I think this is episode number 16. Yeah, It'll we should start. We should start here. planning for episode 20. We should. Episode numbers up here. So welcome. Uh, my name is Eric Schwenk. I'm a trustee in the village of Mundelein. And uh, who are you? I'm Kara. I'm also a trustee in the village of Mundelein. Awesome. And my quick disclaimer that this is my house. Um, my cameras, lights, microphones, everything, no taxpayer dollars were used in the distribution, creation, all of that of this podcast. So this is this is just us. That's it. Just us down here in your basement. Just us in the basement. <laughs> it's not weird. And uh, there's what? cats and kids and all kinds of stuff. I keep trying to get the cat to come back so that he can guest star on our podcast because he's so cute. He but, did last week. It was great. But he won't come back. So. He's hiding under a box over here. I, I relate to that. Yeah. All right. So... This uh, this week, it's board meeting number 3,237, um, which was yesterday, August 23rd. So, of course, we did the, the normal call to order, the attendance, Pledge of Allegiance, approval of minutes. Um, there was some public commentary this week. So during public commentary, we heard from um, Carol, who lives on, on Archer, who has concerns about the new brewery that's going in into the old fire station and the noise that uh, may come with that in traffic. And... I just have a question really quick about yeah. that. How long has that fire station been, been vacated? 20 plus years? As a fire station? Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I was just thinking about, so she said she'd lived there 54 years. Which... 57. Yep. Oh, sorry. And um, I would imagine that a fire station would have been really noisy to live around. It's probably true. You know? And so I was just thinking that, that, the brewery might be quite more quiet than the fire station probably was, but um, yeah, I think this was last night it was an example of like kind of growing pains, right? Um, you know, things changing. Definitely some growing pains, and yeah. um, so ultimately, after after she spoke for for several minutes, less um, than five. No, more than five minutes. Oh, okay, I'm just wondering. Um, oh, that's right. I did hear the timer go off. The timer went off, and the policy wasn't enforced, and. Um, so our staff will reach out to to Carol and and hopefully answer the question. Hopefully, yeah. And there was some a, there was a post in Mundelein Moms about it from one of her neighbors, and mm -hmm. I tried to address it and to the best of my ability and you know knowledge. And the person that posted said she felt better after reading the responses. So hopefully, like that, those neighbors are a little bit less concerned as this progresses. But right. And then the second person during public commentary was uh, Tom. We met, and Tom. Tom ran for mayor in the last election, and, and he came to speak about the utility tax um, and that we need to focus more on generating sales tax and not taxing people. Um, Do you want me to talk about this now or later? We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll okay. get to the utility tax. Um, but one thing that I do want to hit on that, that uh, Tom said was that developments don't pay for themselves. And Tom is absolutely correct in that. The developments, ginormous, large There you go. I was going to say specify the Single-family home developments don't pay for the infrastructure and the ongoing maintenance. And, and Tom's absolutely right. And, and the only way that, that that changes is with density, denser homes, um, even if they're single family, if they're not spaced far apart, if they're literally stacked they're not on the typical cul-de-sac, correct, one acre land type. Correct. Yeah. It, and if they're more of the, the modern look of um, yeah. squished together, or even, um, you build up on land that that will um, 
create the density that increases tax revenue that pays for itself. Right, which doesn't require increase in roads, um, increase in, you know, sewer and sewer water, water infrastructure, infrastructure yep. to be spread out. So. Correct, correct. Okay, so moving on from public commentary, um, under presentations and awards, we did have a utility tax presentation. So our village administrator, Mr. Gunther, uh, gave a, a, a presentation just kind of detailing out the utility tax program. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, we can talk about that now. So um, I, I'm, I hope the people that are watching this are watching just for this portion of it. I mean, obviously, stay tuned. But this is probably the most pertinent thing, pertinent thing to the public at this point that was on the agenda last night, I think. Right. Um, so during strategic planning last year, the board directed staff to find increased sources of revenue. And the reason for that is because costs are rising. We know that. We, you and I pay more at the grocery store. We pay more for goods. We pay more for services. Costs are rising. And that is not just in the private sector. That's also in the public sector. The cost of asphalt is increasing. Mm -hmm. Salaries are having to increase. And that's because we want to keep retention of good people in the village. So all these costs are increasing. And since Eric and I have joined the board, our budget hasn't vastly increased. No, um, the amount of money that we levy every year is stagnant. It's flat. Yeah. So both of us ran on, well, Eric really, you know, Eric obviously is, knows all the things, but Stop it. he ran on um, fiscal responsibility and writing our budget process and not writing, but writing it, making it correct. And part of that is shoring up, shoring up our reserves and, Previous to our tenure on the board, the reserves were spent quite a bit and spent down. Correct. And now it's up to this board and us to fix that. And it's and so we're going to take the heat for fixing it. So that's what last night was is um, our village administrator went on there and gave this presentation on utility tax. But I also wanted to um, touch on the other sources of revenue that have been accomplished in the last year ish and there's eight and i'm reading them because i don't have them memorized sorry but um so we talked about fire medical bill billing initiative that we voted on three or four weeks ago two i don't know two board meetings ago i believe for for billing for fire services yes yeah. that are which we already bill for ambulance so why wouldn't you mirror it with fire services which other municipalities do as well yep. none there's... of these things that we're doing are groundbreaking and exclusive to mundelein nor do they increase other than the utility tax like this this fire service does not increase payment by um by residents. residents exactly exactly so the fire billing initiative was one the nymac green energy initiative so this was uh we talked about this a couple weeks ago this is a basically energy aggregation um for green en energy where we right participate this and it's um that will net us thirty four thousand dollars um with that wasn't there before um Winthrop Harbor shared dispatch services. So this is 911 consolidation. So when Winthrop Harbor, North Chicago call 911, they get a dispatcher in the village of Mundelein that dispatches police and fire from Winthrop Harbor and North Chicago. Is there one other one? No. Okay. Sorry. Not yet. So that's netting and that's not inclusive of this is this is taking into account salaries, seven hundred and almost seven hundred and five thousand dollars. Um, a tax on Airbnb rentals, this is not a big deal, but um, it's it, a small amount of it's money. It's a small but, amount of money, but it's important to do because it was setting up hotels for failure that hotels have to pay this tax and Airbnb does not. Correct. 
shared service um shared services with long grove for planning um buffalo grove for equipment and vehicle maintenance so those two um and building inspections um those three are over a hundred thousand dollars in incremental revenue an increase in zoning fees which we have not touched since ready for this 1994 Correct. What fees in world have been not touched since 1994? I would love to know. And then we transferred our, um, sorry, that just went out. Yeah. <laughs> Freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, did we stop uh, recording? So we transferred our banking to Mundelein Community Bank for savings of $12,000. Okay. So this is total of $943,000 that was netted this year in incremental revenue. The other thing that I wanted to touch on was da, 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 here we go. Um, oh, where is it? I oh, here we go. Property acquisition and management. So you and I have talked about. We both talked about when we campaigned mm-hmm. to stop buying land. Yeah, it was something that I talked about even during the election when yeah. I ran. Was that Mundelein has a lot of land that's not on the tax rolls. Exactly. So both of us have sat in executive sessions numerous times and said, sell it, sell it, sell it, or, or don't no, buy I it. don't want to buy it. And that, those words have been said numerous times. But some of that is coming to fruition now. Two years on the board. Here we go. We sold um, lot 30 for $600,000, which was donated to us, given to us by CN. So that's all Correct. That's all positive. Um the Highland Park Land Covenant, this is kind of like a complicated thing. This is, yeah, this is a very complicated one with we're taking over a covenant rights for land for the National Park Service, yes, right? Yes, yeah. I, and yes. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, I, Illinois is involved and it's still going through the steps. But we're basically going to take over a land covenant requiring public land for the um the retention pond. Yeah. So that's four hundred that so that's four hundred thousand dollars that we'll yep. get. Um the Greg's Landing Vernon Hills property sale, which is over by the golf course in Greg's Landing. Um we negotiated that sale up from three hundred thousand dollars to right. four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. And I know that um I saw Mr. Gunther last night hand the closing documents to our attorney, so probably a little it's close. Happening. Um, and then we sold 169 North Seymour for 340. So that's $1.7 million in property that was sold over the last year. So now we're looking at almost $2 million that we netted this year positive, um, just from these initiatives. So which, which is not, all of it is not spent already. So we have spent some of that money towards park street improvements or some alleyway and some small pet projects that have been. That need um, to be done. That alleyway is a disaster. It right. needs to be done. So, yes, yeah, some of this w- will be spent, but we're still planning a million-dollar surplus into the reserves at the end of the fiscal year. And this does not take into account any money that we're going to receive from the from the feds in terms of the CARES Act. So $4.3 million, yeah. which we began the steps last night. We'll get to that. So it it's not and i hope people are still watching after my oration i'm sorry it's not something we take lightly in terms of raising our taxes or adding new fees or anything like that i i told my mom last night before i got to the meeting that this is i haven't felt sick to my stomach in a vote for right. a, for a long time <laughs> it's about due for it right um we're residents here too you know we raise our families here too these fees affect us as well and Correct. we don't do this because it's fun no nobody nobody wants to raise taxes or increase fees or 
but we have anything. a responsibility to take care of the and and I have said this that you have a responsibility to take care of the stuff you own so that you don't have to buy new stuff. Right. So it's easier to maintain the roads um rather than to what so resurface versus rebuild. So right. if we adequately funded our roads budget better, we could probably focus more on resurfacing cheaper than rebuilding. But because we've gotten so far behind in previous boards and previous mayors and previous and I guess the word administrations, I should probably say, we are now having to catch up and we can kick the can down the road. That's Ray Semple's term. Yeah. Or we can man up and face the heat on social media and get ostracized and get, you know, it's not fun getting beat up. It's not, no one likes it. Yeah. But this morning I got called a minion and told that I should be horse whipped. But so. you, but over $3 a month. And I know that $3 is tangible money to people. I get it. I'm not that aloof. I understand that. I, we are sure. a one income household. My husband, you know, Ours I stay too. at home and this affects us as well. But for the greater good of the community, you have to maintain your, your stuff, your infrastructure. And, yeah. and you brought up a really good point last night. And I like, I guess I was quiet last night at the meeting, but you brought up a really good point of when the pandemic hit. I really told the mayor that they need to that him and John Lebedo needed to check in with our business owners to see what we could do and because we were talking about How we is there help. a grant program we could do all this stuff but you'd have to fund a grant program so heavily that to make a difference that we didn't have the funding for it and the majority of our business owners told us maintain the infrastructure so that when we come back and things open up again people are not having to drive on awful roads to get to our businesses right and do you remember during that time, where did they want to take that money from? We we talked about a, a million dollar grant program for businesses. Oh. And it was going to come out of the road, road bridge, bridge fund. fund. Yeah. And, but a million dollars spread out between like the amount of businesses for us is right. negligible. Hundreds and hundreds of businesses. Negligible. It's a negligible you amount would, of money. It was like, it was like you'd end up giving them like a thousand dollars or something. Right. Silly. And that's why we did things like the, um, the utility grant, you know, businesses that were really struggling instead of trying to help everybody. We went to those that were really struggling and said, okay, let here, us help you. Let us help you. And it, it worked. So I guess I'm off my soapbox now, but I'll, I, I'll I, step up on mine real okay, quick. Okay, go. And <laughs> I'll, I'll, hand it over. I'll, I'll give the, uh, the summary of, of what I said last night. And, and quite, uh, quite frankly, I ran on fiscal responsibility on transparency and on infrastructure, those were, were three key points that I saw that needed to be addressed. And fiscal responsibility, I even sat down with Kara uh, during the election and filmed a video about um, about our credit score for the village of Mundelein. We dropped and that causes the village to spend more money in debt service in the amount of interest that we pay for the amount of money that's loaned out. So when we, when we did a $10 million bond recently for the, the drainage program. Um, we did it at a higher interest rate than what was necessary. And that credit rating was because our reserves were spent down. So yes, the reserves have been diminished over the past eight years and it's time to build them back up. And we don't have any money left in our budget to do that. Yes, we've had some sale of property. But some, it's not recurring. It's not recurring. Right. And, and we don't have enough to build it up to where it needs to be. And our policy, the board policy has been um, 33%. So roughly three months of, of expenses in our, in our reserves and anything above that can be spent for capital improvements. And now we're changing that to be a six month policy. 
And the pandemic has taught us that we need to plan accordingly, that we don't know what's going to happen um, next month, next year, and that we as a village still have essential services that need to be funded. And we have to be fiscally responsible in order to maintain those services should funding be cut drastically and immediately. Um, so, so that's the reserve part. And then on the infrastructure part is infrastructure is roads. It's the even uh, Mayor Lenz commented last night about parts of Mundelein that still don't have curbs yeah. and curbs help with water and drainage. So there's a lot to it. And we just don't have the money in our current operating budget that the amount that hasn't been changed in years, we're still telling staff, here's the same amount of money as last year. Do more. Do more. And, and when we, we can sat only down do it for with, so long. Yeah, and when we I'm sat down with the department hit heads. On the, the last thing was transparency. And that's Sorry. why we're here, is to be available. Um, you know, I was on social media this morning, not necessarily defending the tax, but defending my position on why I voted for it. And every trustee has their own opinions. We're all reachable. Um, yeah. And, and I would, I, you know, we are that's, here that's to answer questions, and which yeah. is why we do this. But I was just going to you know, people probably aren't going to listen for much longer, but we, when we were, we always sit down with the department heads at budget time and we talk about like what, and there's a list of what they want to do. And there are some big, big projects that keep getting deferred because there's no money for it. Like top of mind comes, um, the Regency center pond needs to be redredged so that it can take more water in. It's not going to get done anytime soon because the money isn't there or updating all of the street lights to led high efficiency lighting. We've been doing that for years, a little bit at a time. Yeah, but like... But to, every year, the cost increases. Right, and so we do less. So <laughs> it, it kicks the can down the road. So, or roads, you know, we have this huge list of roads that need to be done. And and when we joined the board, the number for roads was $5 million a year. That was where we should be. We should be at $5 million a year into our road and bridge fund. And that's just to maintain the roads. At their current state now that number is six to seven million per year and that's cost partially cost increase but also mm -hmm. roads deteriorate more that they and, shy away from resurfacing we're, we're not keeping redoing. the amount of roads the same yeah and, and so. this is this is monday he's here to he's here to be our therapy cat yes so this you know this is definitely a source of angst for us and i and we get it we live here we have budgets too um but this is the why behind it so right Okay, so that was the utility tax presentation. Um, you know, I'll add some of the slides in okay. while, while we were talking. Oh, good. <laughs> Stop looking at her face during this. Right. Um, so next up, we recessed into two different um, public hearings. So one was for Sheldon Woods Special Service Area Number 4. So we have started doing these uh, SSAs for they're, they, they're dormant. That's basically what it is. So they, they lay there in case the HOA fails. And for Sheldon Woods, this is the, the development, the Pulte development across from Target. And this just sits there. Mm -hmm. And if and hopefully it never has to be used. Hopefully it never has to be used. But it's a way to, again, with finances, be fiscally responsible that should the HOA fail, we have a way to recapture some of the cost that would be um, spent by the village to maintain the infrastructure in that area. And then second was the bridge industrial development. And this was a um, an annex annexation hearing more than anything. There was some public commentary from uh, the Cushing family who owns 
the adjacent property, and they they spoke about their concerns regarding lighting and trucks and traffic, uh, which are are real valid concerns. Again, a little bit of growing pains. I would agree, and I think that the developer is working with them on drainage and on um, the lights. retaining wall and lights, and trying to be um, cognizant of their concerns, but but also working to get the the project completed. Um, I just did want to touch on this really quick. So this um, development is in accordance with the ULI study that was done mm -hmm. previously to our tenure on the board and then also with our comprehensive plan. So this is goes hand in hand with what should go there from an expert's point of view, urban planning and urban it's, planners. Um, perfect development inside TIF number four. Yeah. Which is so, and, um, and this, for that area. Right. And this will they have the not this meeting but two meetings ago the the developer said that this would probably be light manufacturing mm -hmm. um and not um something that produces a ton of truck traffic because of the size of it so right we'll, we'll see and also during the presentation they talked about the number of jobs they uh, the facility is 300 300,000 square feet and they said um, the rough estimate is one job per per thousand square feet so 300 jobs yeah, that are hopefully walkable hopefully. distance to residents Homes, right there. Yeah. yeah. So moving on to mayor's report, the um, village administrator contract. So a year has flown by and our village administrator's contract was up for renewal. Um, and the board met in executive session to discuss this and agreed to a 5% raise. So that um, was, it passed six to, you know, unanimous with the board to amend his contract. Um, so salaries are something that's kind of a hot topic right now and i just want to talk about salaries in the pu in the public sector are a little bit different than in the private sector um there's certain thresholds of space that has to be between department heads and the village administrator and um how salaries are calculated are a little bit different than in the private sector because it is all public knowledge so that was an eye-opening thing for me um when Correct. i was first on the board was like wait what there's a set gauge that this has to be between so there's certain parameters that have to be followed right and all of that information is available on the village website so under illinois sunshine laws anybody that makes above 70 or seventy-five thousand per year um, has their salary information posted on the village website so it's available for anybody yeah. that would like to see it next up was the north suburban employee benefit cooperative so this is um, a way that the the village administration um, Lynn Monroe, our, our human resources manager, and Eric Gunther's team there are working to try to find cheaper insurance. And this is, is a way to, to do that. And we gave the village administrator the ability to terminate a contract. He may or may not. We're still waiting on final numbers. But those final numbers and the action needed will take place before our next board meeting, which is three weeks away. Yeah. So that's we gave that, that authority. authority should it be needed. Next up under trustee reports, we, we move through to community and economic development. And um, so let's see, we had a couple here. One was for Armor Boulevard. So this is a, a parking lot. Basically, it's an outdoor space that um, will be used as, as contractor storage and, and some variances were And it's like tucked away and not permit. by anything. I mean, it's Correct. by rise, but it's not like an eyesore in the middle of any you know. Correct. So that was granted. Uh, we changed the permit fees like we talked about earlier. This is for things like planned unit developments, plats, special use permits, zoning variations, um, 
those kind of items, we, we brought those fees more in line with 2021. Sheldon Woods, these, these are the motions that were related to the special service area that we had in the, the hearing. There's some timelines that have to be kept and when motions are made, and, and that was, was done last night. There was two of those. Both of those motions passed. Under bridge um, industrial development, there was a couple of motions here. These were for map amendments and lighting variations, um, an ordinance annexing. Annexing? I don't know. Annexing. Bringing Ama it into the village. Amanda, let us know. Thank you. <laughs> yes, bringing that, that land into the village. And um, let's see, the other, yeah, the execution of the annex annexation and development agreement. Mm -hmm. So those those items were, were done last night. Um, let's see. Oh, and then the, the final pre preliminary and final Approval. plat of subdivision. Um, last under that report was the amendment for the zoning ordinances. So this has to do with the entertainment in downtown, the downtown yeah. area and kind of setting how far away tables have to be from residential and sidewalk dining and all that good stuff. Giving us guidelines to follow as Park Street continues to like grow and thrive. and Absolutely. Kind of so we had the uh, Public Works Committee, CMAC Maple Avenue Shared Use Pathway. So this is the work that is, is um, it done? Almost it's, done? It's got to be done. It's almost um, done. On Maple guard uh, rails 176, up. the guardrails up there for that um, shared use path. And this is, is some of the financials behind that. Under uh, I've seen so many bikers on that lately. I was so excited. Right? Yeah. Sounds I, good. I am so looking forward to having it all completed to the Libertyville Trail. Oh, the yeah. one that goes by the, by Carmel and straight over yeah, to Libertyville, yeah, yeah. and just being able, you know, as somebody who runs or aspires to run, since I kind of stopped, um, you know, I look forward to that. <laughs> Don't judge me. I've not. I mean, we use it as bike path, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Nick runs on it for cross country. Oh, good. So it's being okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So sorry, my uh, my camera cut out there. We were finishing up talking about the CMAC Maple Avenue shared use path, and now. Um, oh, this is going to be weird. So we have to go back and. and <laughs> we already talked about this. We already talked we about this, but we didn't. Recording. Yeah. So um, next up was the finance committee. It was this we um, this week we talked about the coronavirus local fiscal recovery fund, and the this is the four million dollars that we're going to get out of ARPA, which is the the federal government funding. And in order to receive those funds, we had to pass an ordinance talking about um, one was like a, a conflict of interest so that none of that money can be utilized um, in any business that I'm related in or to. Same thing with you or any village employee. It's a policy that we already follow and already say, have already, in place. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. But now we had to pass it through this ordinance related to ARPA. And second was regarding discrimination so that we can't discriminate against anybody based on um, race or sexual um, orientation. Actually, sexual orientation is not just their actual race sex. Race and gender. Race, gender. Yeah. Got it. And okay. uh, that they're not, they're not as inclusive as I think they should be. Um, utility tax. We've talked about this one um, a lot already, so we won't go into it any further, but it did pass five to one uh, with Trustee Cabachuela being the, the only no vote on that. Governing body bill approval. This is our payment to bills for the past two weeks, totaling one million three hundred and seventy thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars and thirty six cents. And next month, you're making that motion. I'm not on the finance committee. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, next was public safety committee, and you can take it away from here and finish. Did I just not go for my coffee? Sorry. Um, 
public safety. So there was just one motion, and that was a motion regarding our nine one one consolidation and extending the the um, terms of the intergovernmental agreement. I was like, what are the words I'm looking for? Um, just another acronym, IGA. Yeah, seriously. Which is actually an immunoglobulin, but that's from my other life. <laughs> right. I have some of those, too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then the chiefs gave a report. One of them was that the Latino Police Academy starts Thursday, September 2nd, and then blood drive September 4th at the fire department. And make an Chief appointment. Lark encouraged, encouraged people to make appointments. Jesus. Uh, I promise it was smoother the first time we recorded this. <laughs> and building committee, and that was it. So there was nothing else with public safety. Um, building committee, no report. Transportation infrastructure, no report. Um, no report from the village attorney. I asked Kelly last night, like, what, our village attorney, what she What would, could a report ever be? And she said basically nothing because it's all attorney-client privilege. That's a good point. So I, weird that we say it every time, but whatever. I think it's actually in there per ordinance. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the omnibus, omnibus vote was a professional service agreement for the um, Village Hall subdivision, which is the big open space outside of Village Hall. And then we did have executive session last night to talk about personnel and minutes. And that was it. Yeah. No action after the meeting. And nope. I think we were done at 845 last night Yeah, so with um, even, a board meeting, two hearings, and executive session. It went fast. So that's it. Um, both Eric and I have said, if you have questions, concerns, comments, please email us. Our phone Call numbers us. are also on yep. the website. Um, I am around town constantly, as are you. Stop us. Talk to us. We're here to address questions. You know, we take this role pretty seriously, and we do joke around with each other a lot, but um, we do take this seriously, and absolutely, um, we want you to know that we are always accessible. And and I also understand I'm probably not going to change your mind, and yeah. that's totally okay. I just want you to have all of the facts and the information. And, and if you care to know a reason why I make the decision that I make yeah. and we don't even see eye to eye on everything. Um, so stop us. Talk to us. Yeah. We're here. Um, community events this weekend. I don't know. I don't. Farmer's market is um, back to uh, Little Sprouts night at the farmer's market on Friday. Okay. So stuff for kids to do. Um, and then uh, I don't know what else. That's it. And the next board meeting is the 13th of September. Because two weeks is Labor Day. Summer's over. Aww. So. All right. All right. See you around, dude. All Take right. Care. Thanks for watching. Bye.